talk to other dads, like have a sense of community. Like don't feel like you have to have it all figured out. Don't feel like you have to be perfect. Don't feel like you have to dad like your dad did or what you think the version of a dad is. Like share some of this stuff, man. Just like anything in life through community, we gain support, we learn from each other. Like heck, you might share something you're struggling with and you might have three other dads give you tips and all of a sudden that's no longer a, a source of stress or anxiety. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast where I'm helping dads, like myself, embrace their parenting imperfections and rediscover what it means to be a dad in the 21st century. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. I am a board-certified pediatrician, husband, and father. And today's episode is an interview with a good friend of mine. His name is Kyle Barger. We actually went to college together at Wittenberg University in Springfield, Ohio. And he has had a very successful life, if you look at it from a business perspective. He has traveled the country, traveled the world. He now is recognized as one of the top 40 under 40 this last year in Columbus, Ohio. Um, but with success, sometimes comes sacrifice. And the questions that we're going to discuss today is how does his life and his success affect him as being a dad? Has it has it influenced things or not? So we're going to get into that today. Uh, but before we do, if you are um, enjoying these podcasts, you're getting some out of them, just remember to subscribe so that you get notified whenever a new episode comes out. It's typically every Wednesday. Um, if you also are getting a lot out of this, make sure to leave a review. Uh, those five-star reviews helps this podcast get to the top of the list um, for parenting podcasts and, and podcasts that dads are searching for help. Um, and, and, you know, really the goal of this podcast is just to help as many people as we can. So uh, if you like it, that would be great. Otherwise, we'll get into it. I'm here with uh, my good friend, Kyle Barger. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good, man. It's good to talk to you. So, um, yeah, you know, this conversation is really just focusing on on you as a dad and, and seeing kind of how your life has influenced your interpretation of a dad, what a dad is, what you've learned from it, how you've grown and all that stuff. But before we dive into the details, why don't you let everybody out there know kind of just a little bit about you, who you are, your background, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, my name is Kyle Barger. I'm 35. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm proud father of a beautiful little girl named Charlie, uh, who's three and a half. Uh, Jeremy and I met in college at the uh, wonderful Wittenberg University. Go Tigers. Absolutely. And, um, you know, life has kind of taken us uh, to different parts of the country. But, uh, you know, I'm grateful that we've stayed in contact. And, uh, man, you've come in in a pinch a few times to help me with some anxiety as a father with uh, medical issues with my daughter. And uh, I think the podcast and the Facebook group that you started is just a great way for men and fathers to, you know, be a bit vulnerable and share insecurities about fatherhood and, and try to learn from each other and, and just create some community. So kudos to you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you've you've uh, done quite a bit yourself since uh, those college days. I mean, from you know <laughs> traveling across around the country for your first job to playing rugby overseas and back to the states for owning your own CrossFit gym, and now you're in Columbus in the forty under forty. It looks like, and on one of the magazines. I mean, you're all over the place, man. It's great. Yeah, I guess I don't like to sit still. Maybe it's uh, an anxious soul, um, but I, I truly you know, probably drive myself and those around me crazy with it. But uh, I feel like we get one shot at this thing called life and you might as well just milk it for all you can. 
Yeah, man, I totally agree. So yeah, you know, in your, in your intro there, you talked about your daughter. Um, why don't you kind of just give a quick kind of what you, mapping of what your family life looks like right now? So I guess I'll preface that by saying that I grew up uh, in a household where sports and uh, being an alpha male and all that was, was numero uno. Everything I did was about finishing first, winning at this, training for that. The, you know, my dad had very conditional love and he was always my coach. So it seemed like for me to get the most attention from my father, it was based on sports performance. And that carried through into my teenage years and helped in certain areas because obviously popularity, uh, you know, having no game with the girls, but being good at sports, like certain things helped, you know, and then when we knew each other other in college, I, I practiced a lot of toxic masculinity. I thought everything was about being big and tough and intimidating other men to feel more superior and, you know, that insecurity could never share and show. And, you know, I kind of went through life like that for a while. And I realized it, I kind of put myself on an island. I had no deep relationships with my friends. And um, I was very successful at work, but uh, I didn't have deep, meaningful relationships. And, you know, once my daughter uh, came about four years ago, that was such a blessing for me, because it made me really look inwardly at where I've seen success, but also where I was coming up short and knowing that if I'm going to teach my children how to do this thing called life properly, I can't just be blind to shortcomings. And I've spent uh, a ton of time trying to uh, put eggs in the other baskets that might've got, uh, you know, looked over for, for all those years. So, you know, for any dads listening to this, if you can relate, um, which I'm sure you can, that's kind of how our culture seems to breed, you know, men, especially in, you know, the Midwest and some of these rural areas. But, uh, you know, your kids kind of future depends on on you trying to see these blind spots and showing some vulnerability and, and showing that emotion's good for your sons and daughters. And it, it's been eye opening for me. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really important what you said there. And I think like you talked about how it's, trying to find those other baskets that need a little filling right now. It's, I think sometimes as a dad and kind of in life, it's, it's really easy to focus on one area, but finding that kind of work-life balance and, and all the balance in between, it's, it's not easy. And it's a struggle every day. Yeah. You know, one day something's going to take the front seat and the next day, the next thing's going to, and it's that balance is tough. So. Yeah. And, and I think that's the hallmark of, of living well and, and being a good father, partner, leader, whatever that looks like, you just have to be adaptable, right? If, if we get so good at doing one thing, obviously we're, we're not putting time, love and attention into other areas of our life and, and, and we can really kind of come up short and, and that affects the people around us. So the people that we care about the most, you know, end up having to pick up that slack or, or deal with those shortcomings. Yeah, definitely. You know, early on, you said how your dad was kind of more that maybe pushing that alpha male mentality a little bit on you. Um, So when you found out you were going to be a dad, do you think that maybe influenced you a little bit initially before your daughter was born? Did you have some ideas of what being a dad was going to be like? And then all of a sudden, you know, she's born and it's like, whoa, this is different. Or did you, how did you talk to yourself or kind of get yourself ready for that? Yeah. So I knew at an early age, I wanted kids and I was really excited to be a dad. The curveball for me was having a daughter. I, I thought that I was well-equipped to have sons and to play sports and to coach T-ball and to teach them how to be respectful men and how you treat a woman and things like that. But uh, having a daughter forced me to change my perspective of, okay, 
you know, I need to maybe soften up in areas to have a tea party, to play dress up, to do the things that weren't going to come natural to me. So I could set her up for success. And, and that was tough. And, um, you know, it, it required <laughs> some, uh, insight, but just like anything, man, the, the beauty in today's society is we have so much information at our fingertips, whether it's through books on audible, um, community groups like what you have, uh, articles, like there, there's a million ways if you want to learn how to adapt and to support your family better, uh, it's out there. But yeah, having a daughter was the curveball for me that kind of was the catalyst for some education. Yeah. So how do you think that that dad mentality changed? You know, as she's gotten older, you know, initially when they're a baby, it's like, well, this could be a boy, this could be a girl. You change yeah. the diaper a little bit differently, but otherwise <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. But now that she's getting older, I, yeah, how do you feel like, that dad interpretations adjusted for you? Yeah. So I was a very unemotional person. Again, it was that mentality of, you know, if you're having a bad day, just rub some dirt in it. And, uh, with her, I knew that I had to be prepared for more of an emotional energy than a physical energy. And, um, so it just, it, it but it, the beauty of that is that helped develop my relationships with my partner, with, uh, family members, with people I work with, and, and was really helpful to just have that perspective change. But man, it was reading books from like, you know, Brene Brown. Uh, I was constantly reading, reading leadership books, but they were from guys like Jocko Willink, who's, you know, leading Navy SEALs and telling you, you know, how to be like the, the toughest SOB on the planet. But, uh, you know, you gotta, I guess, have both sides of the coin there if, if you're going to work with, with, you know, everybody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> how do you think, you know, you've done a lot from, like you said, from a um, professional standpoint that you've, you've had a lot of successes in life in that, in that regards. And how do you feel like being a dad has shifted that? Do you feel like you still have a hard time kind of balancing those things that you, that you do for work and then you do at home or have you been able to make that transition pretty easily or, or what do you think? Yeah, my perspective shifted big time. So I grew up kind of lower blue collar. Uh, My parents scrimped and saved to send us to private schools and you know, I was a quiet kid, so I was a big observer, and I always saw how, like, the wealthier kids' parents carried themselves, how they were treated by faculty and staff, and, you know, versus kind of my family. So, you know, again, that mentality of having to win everything in the workplace led to, well, man, I need to be successful because that will, you know, deliver respect, it'll deliver confidence, it'll deliver, a, a, you know, gravitas for my family. And, after achieving some of that success, I, I realized that wasn't really it. But then my perspective shifted to, I just want to leave a legacy for my kids and grandkids and for my partner that they're just proud of the work that their dad did. And that has shifted to, it doesn't really matter about money anymore. It's about, you know, what kind of impact are we making on our community? What are we doing to give back? How are we leading in a way that, you know, helps inspire others to, to do, you know, good things that benefit others. And, so my entire focus now has shifted from, you know, hey, I got to chase uh, a paycheck or success or this or that to, you know, what's going to be the, the impact that will shape my kids and my grandkids the best way for them to continue on that legacy. Yeah, no, that's definitely good. That's good. Yeah, it's, you know, being in, in the medical world, it's it's hard because a lot of times it feels like you, you got to be the best at your trade and, and you got to focus all this time and attention and it takes up a lot of time and then you got to figure out that life balance. And that's, that's definitely something that shifted for me. I know with, you know, growing up in a household with a dad who was a physician and seeing how things were then. And even now, you know, talking to him, he, he recognizes how everything's shifted and changed and and all that with from a professional life to a, to a home life. And so it's, it's just interesting how much everything has changed in our generation. 
and I'm sure you can relate, man, as a, a, a father of a little girl, like as a pediatrician, I mean, being great at your craft is incredibly important to make sure you're hitting diagnosis on the head and, and treating patients well. But really, I think it's the empathy, it's mm -hmm. the bedside manner, it's the the humanity that really is is what people want and need. So that's not even like a, a, a tangible rating or, or skill set, but yeah. uh I'm sure you can relate, right? Where that's, no, that's so important with what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's one of those things that you, you hope that you teach your kids, you know, you hope that as you're going through life, especially when they're young and they're trying to see how you respond to situations, how you act, how you do things. And, and you, you hope you leave some of that empathy for them. You hope you teach them how to respect others and appreciate others and, and all that stuff too. So, yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, man, from, from an early age, even in college, I, I recognize this, the way you were with Amy set such a positive example for other guys, you know, especially in college where, you know, the culture is about, you know, running around and, and having too many drinks and, you know, people seem to be kind of flying in and out of relationships. You know, that was something that probably got overlooked by a lot of us, you know, at, at 19 and 20, but something that, you know, as a father and a partner now, I, I look back and, you know, you're one of those examples that really comes to mind with a guy who just really treated his, his woman well and, and shows just how great of a marriage you guys have had for so long. And I appreciate you saying that it's, you know, it's, it's funny when you talk about this perception of perfection and, and trying to be perfect with things. And yeah, people did see the good parts of our relationship. You definitely didn't see the bad parts of it. And I think if you asked Amy, if, if and for those people listening who don't know me personally, Amy's my wife and we started dating in college. She was a freshman and I was a sophomore. So that was, uh, that was early in our um, careers of love, I guess you'd say, but um yeah, a lot of people get to see the good, but they don't get to see the bad all the time. And um, that's true. And that's the same with parenting. You know, people. You know, when you're when you go to a friend's house or you're hanging out with people. Well, when we could hang out with people, I guess. Um, <laughs> you, you try to keep a level head. You're like, nope, I'm not. I'm gonna let this go. I'm gonna let this go. But when you're home, and it's bedtime or it's meal time, and it's just like, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> it's easy to go down the other pathway. So it's yeah, well, it's, and especially with social media, we all okay, feel like yeah. crappy parents because everyone's you know, showing their photo shoots and their mm -hmm. kids like doing remarkable things. And, you know, mom and dad seem to have it all together. And, you know, it's just a Wednesday night, but everyone's dressed up and eating this gourmet meal. And, you know, the rest of us are like barely trying to cook a hot dog and like not burn <laughs> the macaroni and, you know, keep the kid from like breaking something in the house. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think maybe we need to have our, our cameras on 24 seven for a while so people can see really how it is with all that. I don't think I want people to see <laughs> things really are here most of the time, but well, how do you think, um, you know, how do you feel like being, I guess the way you were raised versus where you are now, you know, obviously that takes some growth, that takes some changes. And and one of the whole concepts of this podcast and in my blog initially was kind of embracing those imperfections as a parent, I guess, is there one thing that you feel like that you really worked on to change? I know we talked about the empathy and, and changing that mindset from maybe being, you know, a, a parent to a boy to a parent to a girl, which who knows in, yeah. in today's world that th those are kind of merged now, I guess. But sure. is there one specific thing that you felt like, man, I'm really screwing this up and I got to change it? Yeah, I think it's a, a patience thing. Like I'm mm -hmm. so hard on myself, like because of how my dad raised me in sports, I just, it, everything had to be perfect. You, yeah. you had to do the best of your abilities. And I do that with my daughter. And I have to remember, like, she's three. And like, at the end of the day, like, failure is what teaches us. Like, you know, I'm either taking her out of situations that she's going to hurt herself, burn herself, you know, fail in a sense, as opposed to letting her learn some of these like safe, but tough lessons, because you mm -hmm. love her so much. 
And also just, you know, not expecting a three-year-old to like be so perfect. Like I think when we do that to our kids, we set them up for failure in the real world because, you know, we all want our kids to be happy and feel loved and be successful. But in the same token, like if you, I'm coddling my daughter too much, right? I I love her too much and I'm too hard on her for certain things where, you know, sometimes when I'm having a good day and I'm just very relaxed, I just sit back and I I just admire her more and just kind of let her do her thing. And it's actually remarkable to see how her brain works and not how I'm trying to make her brain work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so So easy to look at them. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I was gonna say it's, it's so easy to look at them and be like, why aren't they, thinking about this the same way I'm thinking about it. Why aren't they responding the same way I respond about it? It's like, oh, that's right. Cause their brain's totally different from my brain right now. You know, it's, it's interesting. Cause lately, you know, I've been studying like love languages and attachment mm-hmm. styles and it's, it's, it really is a communication, right? We all look at things so differently, but that doesn't make one of us right or wrong. It's just the lens that we look through life. So I think when we appreciate that about our kids, cause again, they all come from the same gene pool, but they can be so different. Mm-hmm it is kind of a beautiful thing to see them develop and, and have their own character as opposed to us trying to turn them into the same robot, you know, each time over. Yep, definitely. Well, I guess, you know, kind of closing here, what if you had one thing to one piece of advice to give to either new dads or experienced dads, whatever it might be something that you've learned, what would be that one thing if, if a friend came up and said, Hey, I, I need, I need your like one thing that you could tell me as a dad to help me out here. What, what do you think it'd be? talk to other dads, like have a sense of community. Like, don't feel like you have to have it all figured out. Don't feel like you have to be perfect. Don't feel like you have to dad like your dad did or what you think the version of a dad is like, share some of this stuff, man. Just like anything in life through community, we gain support. We learn from each other. Like, heck, you might share something you're struggling with and you might have three other dads give you tips. And all of a sudden that's no longer a, a source of stress or anxiety. I mean, there, there have been times, Jeremy, where, you know, I've reached out and, you know, you've helped me in in so many ways, Justin Prince, like other dads that I look up to, you know, I will, you know, I've had to swallow my pride a little bit and just ask questions. And it's helped me tremendously to have advice from dads who have been there, a different perspective and try to implement it. So don't, don't think you got to have this all figured out by yourself. And that that's a weakness to not know what you're doing in certain areas. Definitely. No, I think that's that's really good advice. I like that a lot. How about you, man? I feel like you you've got a plethora here. What would be the one thing you would share? No, you know, I mean, for me, it's it has been such a struggle. I think um, to keep the right mindset all the time. You know, it's so easy to let your day influence how everything else goes. And so, if you know, you're already built into that. You know, I'm frustrated with something at work. I'm frustrated with this or that. Your brain's already wired to get frustrated. And then you get home and the first thing that you have is, you know, your kids are fighting with each other or this is happening, that's happening. You're just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this right now. And instead of being like, hey, happy dad's here. It's like, nope, I'm not going to talk to you right now. I'm going to walk upstairs. I'm going to take 20 minutes of myself, which sometimes you got to do. But I I think it's that mindset and just kind of, well, first acknowledging you're not going to do well with it all the time. But then the other time it's just working on it and practicing it and kind of recognizing it. So, yeah. So you, you, it's interesting you said that. I, I was on the gram the other day. It's been mm-hmm. time I shouldn't be, but there was this school that has cameras in the hallways for safety reasons, and they captured this uh, teacher who was just well-known for always being in a good mood, having it turned on, and you could clearly see he was walking to his classroom, and he was just not having a good day. Mm-hmm. He was down. He was sad. Whatever was weighing on him, he stopped at the door, he collected himself, he took like three deep breaths, and then he just like put on the biggest smile. And it just shows that like, 
sometimes, I mean, there's science behind it where if you just throw on a smile, even if you're faking it, it, it automatically rewires your brain to assume that you're happy to start releasing, you know, serotonin, whatever to help your situation, but also like it will just provide that kind of energy to those around you. And you might do a good enough job to help, you know, rewire your mood or recognize that you might need to just take a couple breaths and take a second before you enter into the melee and you're going to be able to give that much more to your family instead of going in with, you know, half a deck of cards. Yeah, no, I think no, that's, that's definitely true. And I think pretty, pretty ap- applicable to everything in life there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, man, keep up the good work. I appreciate yeah. everything you're doing. And uh, I think you're creating such a safe space for dads to connect and have community and, and share some of the, the struggles. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, you uh, helping me out on this and talking to me. I know it's not always easy to, to talk about ourselves and talk about maybe areas we can work on and fix. But like you said, it's, you know, we are in that, that generation now where I think it's okay to accept our failures as, as a good thing and accept them as something we can grow from and, and express them to other people and not feel bad about them. So well said. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. See you, Jeremy. All right. This has been the Imperfect Dad MD podcast with your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. And I hope you got something out of that interview. You know, I know I did. Um, it's really easy to let life take over and it's, it's really important to balance things out. So uh, again, if you liked it, remember to subscribe or leave a review. Again, those five-star reviews really help in terms of getting this message out there to other dads. And one of the important things I think Kyle mentioned in that interview was this sense of community. And if you're looking for that as a dad, we do have a Facebook group. Just look for Imperfect Dad MD Facebook group, and uh, there'll be a quick questionnaire, and then you'll be in. So otherwise, we'll see you next week. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.